first thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the <laughs> No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation, Greasy Bear Blues. I am the one underscore P Shark. Uh, apparently, hopefully, I'm back on Twitter with the guys. What's going on, y'all? I'm at underscore Scott Lee on Twitter. What's going on? Uh, Memphis, 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 Memphis. Okay, I ain't man. Okay, what's good, everybody? This is uh, <laughs> it's just got real, man. What's good, everybody? Yeah, so I, I'm new to this debacle, but. If you don't use your hair, you're gonna lose your hair, man. It's really true. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? Your man Tab Shakir. Uh Twitter gel for something I really didn't do. Um, you know, the, the tank of peeing continues, but you know, apparently if you say Memphis on Twitter, anybody listening, don't go typing it out now because you won't be able to get on Twitter for the next 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep getting worse. Just keep getting worse. Tigers, Grizzlies, Twitter. Man, come on. <laughs> Give us a break. <laughs> Please. Well, the city gonna catch a break, man. It's crazy. But anyway, this is episode number 25 for us in the starting five. So reach the milestone. Getting on up there. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, so, can't even celebrate this right way, man. We can't exactly. even be on Twitter to celebrate. Take that junk to my space is what they said. <laughs> <laughs> Not my space. Huh? <laughs> no. With the top eight friends, I beg your pardon. <laughs> I occupy one spot, so you only have really seven friends. I beg your pardon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Man, I was cool with everybody. But to get it started, um, before we talk about the Grizzlies week, I just want to give an update for those who want to see on Twitter. Um, so on Twitter this week, Triple J still hasn't played, and the Grizzlies finally came out with somewhat of an update. Um, they will reevaluate him at the end of this month or beginning of April. So now it's time like, I push back again for another month. So y'all want to speak a little bit on that? Y'all just want to move forward with the week review. I would like for us and everybody else that's a part of Grizz Nation to move forward. <laughs> yeah. I've said, I've said it once. I'll keep it short. I said it once and I say it again. We're not going to see Jaron this season. So just get ready for it. We're not going to see him this season. I think this is the time that y'all should actually like give y'all like a good pat on the back. Y'all been saying since pretty much the jump of the season like 
Jaren not coming, they keep pushing it back, keep pushing it back, and they, apparently it's gonna get to a point where like y'all been saying it's gonna we ain't gonna see him all season, and that's what it's looking like. Yep. I guess I'll say survey says next season, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go and get started. We got with our weekly review, minus Mr. Triple J himself. First, we beat the Wizards again, wipe the floor with them again. Yep, y'all are. Um, we get cheated, or apparently cheated, or some of Memphis would say we got cheated against the different Nuggets. Again, another game that comes down to a wire against another good team that we lose in the end by one point. And we decide to take a break, uh, look at the Thunder starting five and say, hey, we don't know these dudes. We're going to take them, take them easy and proceed to lose to uh, a bunch of no-names on the Thunder, uh, as I like to call them. But well, y'all thoughts one and two for the week, as most of y'all predicted. What? Uh, disappointing week. Very, very disappointing week. I think last week we, as we made predictions, some of us were leaning three and zero. A lot of us, a couple of us, said two and one. Um, so to come out of this week with a one and two record, with really two games that you really should have had, two losses that you really, in my opinion, you should have had, and you and you walked away. With losses on both of those um i think it's a little disappointing it definitely leaves like um some form of like a sour taste in your mouth for me um i wasn't too really concerned about the loss in denver i kind of expected that loss um i was really more so pleased to see that they stayed in the game and really competed with the nuggets uh for me is what i was um is what i was looking for um but the oklahoma city game you should not have lost period um and it just really, I think, it's, it's it's the thing where you kind of read the same book over and over, and you kind of know what to expect as you read the book. The Grizzlies struggled coming down the stretch, period. I don't remember the last time coming down the stretch. It's a back and forth game. It's 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 a one or two possession game with five minutes left, and the Grizzlies kind of actually come out and win the game. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure they've done it recently, but it, nothing comes to mind off the rip. So that's that's my issue with the Grizzlies is being able to close games. Uh, with five minutes left to play. Yeah, you would probably say that they're devoid of a closer, like somebody that is supposed to like just take the ball and say, here, go shut the door, take us home. Like, you expect it to be Ja, but uh, for some reason, more often than not, that's not always the case. Uh, well, for me, um, I actually uh, had them at two and one as well. A little disappointing that they came out this morning too. Uh, the Wizards game, I'm not going to talk too much on, but that was a game that they definitely uh, took, but I felt they should have won that longer. It took longer. Basically, what I'm trying to say is they let Washington back in the game a little sooner than I expected because uh, they were up, if I'm not mistaken, they were up double digits for most of the second quarter, most of the second quarter going into the third, and then that's when Washington started to claw their way back, and then Memphis – uh, eventually got it back up to 15, and that's where they got the W. Denver game, I expected them to actually get that game. I actually picked them to actually win that game. Um, that's because Denver was – this was their first game off of their – off of after the All-Star break. And, yeah, they had one four straight on the road, but, of course, they were due for a trap game, and I felt that this was the trap game for them. Um, they've done a great job as far as weathering the storm, if you will, of Jokic. Um, he had like 28 and 15, but you were still in position to win the game. Uh, Jamal Murray struggled for primarily the entire game. We'll get to uh, 
start of the week once we get there. Um, of course, you got 20 from MPJ. You got 20 from Will Barton as well, which also helped do us in as well. Then the last the last play, questionable or not, you don't never want to leave anything to the refs. So um, as Skyler mentioned, we struggle down the stretches for his closing games and things of that nature. Uh, the Thunder game is just definitely a game you just could not – you just cannot take that loss in any shape or form. I don't care who's on the court. They're an NBA team. So if they're wearing an NBA jersey, you have to take them serious. I don't care who it is. And to be honest, I kind of smelt trouble once SGA had got going in the second quarter. He came out in that second quarter, hit Memphis with a quick nine. Yeah, Memphis had managed to kind of weather that a little bit and get it going. And I think they got up by double digits at some point. Um, but just slowly but surely, I'm like, okay, SGA has it going. He hit Memphis with a quick nine. If he's rolling like this, they could potentially win this game. And that's exactly what ended up happening for them. Um, so very disappointing for a one and two week, but hey, march along. Yeah, I might have been the the guy, uh, the only guy to call a one and two um, for this past week. Um, and I hate that I was right. Um, I always want to be actually betting against myself when I give these odds. Um, but maybe I'll choose more better uh, the next time. Um, I'll go in reverse order. I'll talk about the Thunder, then work my way back. Um, the, the Thunder game is one of the most disappointing losses um, for the Memphis Grizzlies that I've seen, at least this season. Um, it's it's not only the caliber of talent that was across the floor, but it's like you just came from a, a, a nail-biting loss to the Nuggets, you have more than what it takes to beat this team of the Thunder um, and to let them really, I mean, any loss to the Thunder, um, six points is going to seem like it's 60 points because besides SGA, can no one here even tell me another starter or two uh, on that team, let alone their six man, let alone, you know, who they're playing the with. The head coach. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, this, that that hurt. That, that loss hurt. There's, there's no way around that. Um, and I know we'll talk about, you know, next games moving forward, but that that hurt. Um, back to the previous point of uh, the Nuggets game and the closing out. I've always specified the last – First four and the last four minutes of quarters and halves are extremely important. That middle four, you can come and go. But how do you start off the quarter and how do you end the quarter? Um, and to Trevor's point, leaving something to the officials is the last thing you want to do. Um, you also don't want to, you know, take a shot uh, um, as well. So I, I like the move, right, to go towards the cup and try to get the foul call. That's literally that's, – that's basketball, right? You're going to the cup. You're going to the rim. Either you're going to make the shot or try to get the foul. That's what Ja was trying to get. Whether or not the foul was called or not, neither here nor there. We all know it was not called. And, of course, it feels like 9-on-1 was cheated. Um, however, again, if you would have closed out better in the last four minutes, we don't have to leave the game open for interpretation with the refs. And leading back to the first game that we had um, after the All-Star break, um, very, very excited to see that win, a blowout win. Um, to Trevor's point, yeah, they – Washington did make a comeback. I mean, all teams are going to make some type of um, – it's a game of runs, so somewhere they're going to make a game of runs. If not, not, they need to be in the D League or somewhere else. Um, and so it was expected, but I love the blowout win um, there for us. Um, 
I wish we could have seen two on one. Um, it was capable of happening. Um, however, you can't lose games like that to the Thunder. Um, and then you can't leave it in the interpretation for the refs uh, with the last five seconds of the game. Yeah, I pretty much hit everything um, on the head, um, you know, with the Wizards game. Uh, JV pretty much had his, his hand in the game pretty much the whole time with a 2020. Uh, so salute to him um, with that. Um, like I said, I know he's going to keep that going. As far as the Nuggets game go, uh, Trev, you hit it on. Like, you got it. it, it it's all about energy and effort, really, at this point. Like, especially when you're not hitting shots. you got to play some defense. You, like, you got to be able to stop, you know, the, the you know, the hot man, you know, you stop Jokic, cool, but, you know, you got to be able to get the other people, which, you know, it's, it's still like the other people are the ones that take the grids down each and every game. Um, the the foul at the end of the game, of course, it was a foul. Like anybody that said it won a foul, you can look and watch Jokic literally leaning his right arm into Ja. Um, I mean, it is what it is at this point. It's an L, you know, and, you know, for us to – you know, we, we say we're looking for a closer, right? And I think Ja is on his way to becoming that. Like, we did see the aggression. Like, if he if Ja didn't shoot the ball, then we were talking about how how we didn't get him the ball at the end of the game, right? So, I think, um, you know, we it's two ways we can see it, of course. Like, I'm with you all. Um, it should have been a foul call, but at the end of the day, it's not uh, just Ja keep being aggressive, keep it going. But I think this L against OKC is kind of un unacceptable, um, especially since we had a big league going into the fourth. Like, honestly, I was like, OK, we're about to get the, the recording gun. We got a nice lead. I can take a little nice, nice lap, uh, nice little nap, you know, wake up and, and see us losing. You know what I'm saying? You know, Shea put up 30 against us. Uh, we have Pokemon put up 20 and 10 up on us. Like, it's always the other people that's getting in the greatest way of a win. So. Um, I guess once they, whoever can step up for us to, to stop the other hot man going on, that can get us in some wins. But until then, you know, shout out to Pokemon. Trevor, what's his uh, name again? His real name? This nickname he just gave Pokemon to? <laughs> I know, right? Pokemon, hold on. I got to actually look at his name so I can get the pronunciation right. It's uh, Pokushevsky. That's Pokushevsky. I, I heard it. I heard it so much during the game. I, that's how I was able to get the right pronunciation. That's how much, that's how effective he was against the Grizzlies. I heard his name so much. It was like, okay, it's ringing in my head. I can actually get the uh, pronunciation right if it came to it when we recorded. So. Uh, yeah. At some point, we got to identify the hot man outside of the star player. We have, it's always a hot man. Whenever the grids go against somebody, you know, and like I said, uh, I ain't gonna keep calling Pokemon, but Pokusevsky, like when five for eight for three, ten rebounds, is like you gotta be able to stop the hot man. Like if I see somebody hitting two, three three pointers, okay, don't let him shoot again, you know, and just a random my player then got <laughs> twenty and ten on us real quick. So it is the what thunder, it is. The Thunder only played nine players, and out of the nine players that played, seven of them were in double figures. Gotta catch them all, man. Gotta catch them all. Well, the Grizzlies showed their age again. Um, young teams, this is what they normally do. Uh, unfortunately, well, veteran teams do this too, but a LeBron led team could take a team lightly and turn it up in the fourth quarter and win. The Grizzlies is a young team. Unfortunately, you're not good enough to do that yet, right? That's what they showed against the Thunder, unfortunately. Um, and they showed the true colors becoming. Uh, going back one game under 500. 
Uh, like I said, I think they're going to stay around 500. Win one, lose one. It seems like they've been doing it or lose two. Maybe win two. They don't never go farther than two games uh, since their whole seven-game win streak, four-game losing streak ordeal from back in January or well, February. Um, but unfortunately, uh, that's what happens to y'all teams. Um, back to the Denver game. The last call, honestly, yo, I could see that not being a foul. I didn't. My first thought was thinking it was a foul. When I saw the replay, I thought it might not have been a foul. Mm, nah, that's a foul, bro. That's a foul. I mean, he If there's anybody else, if it's like LeBron or somebody, they possibly get that call. But um, Sharky always says it all the time. Like, yeah, you don't want to read the games for the refs in that situation. Right. But let me let me help you real quick. I think that the issue for me with that call is if you go back and look at the replay. Yeah, I was about to go there. Okay. Blows his yeah. whistle when Jaws in the air, but that, right. that but then called the foul. I think it was on Jokic. That's the problem. If you don't call the foul, I'm actually kind of okay with the no call. Most players like LeBron, KD, that's why they get those calls because they're LeBron and KD. And no offense to Jaw, but it's Jaw, right? But it's the fact that he. Puts his hand in the air, blows the whistle when Ja goes to the basket, but doesn't call the foul. Him calls the foul on somebody else, which happens a couple yep. seconds later. That's the issue. Yep, man. I was actually, I was literally going there because he called me on Dylan Brooks before Dylan Brooks was <laughs> fouled. Yeah, he, he raised his hand up when Ja went up in there. Then he kept his hand up and then really blow the whistle or called the foul. I think he already blew the whistle when Dylan Brooks fouled and then Dylan Brooks ain't even touched him yet. So that, that was the whole problem with that to me. But it goes back to Tuke's point. It was, you know, watch the high hand. Dylan shut down Jamal Murray, but who went off? None other than Will Barton. Will Barton. Memphis. Will Barton. Yep. Clean off on it. So it's always been recognized that high hand. And, like, you can't – yeah, it's cool to shut down a star player, but it's always that random player. Like, Pokemon is what I'm calling because I can't pronounce the name. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, uh, go back to like Trevor and Skyler's point about the down the stretch struggles. Hell, court basketball, the Grizzlies are a fast break team, and when the game slows down, that's when they struggle. Uh, it's been time and time again, and that's that literally is what happens down the stretch. So, they need to, I don't know, like I said, young teams they're a speedy bunch, but they need to learn how to play half court ball. Uh, I don't know that I, I'm not even about to mention Triple J. Uh, I don't know that gets better with him, but hey, that we want to know to next year, apparently, right. <laughs> um outside of that took care of washington so one or two week is better than zero three um i'll take it this point i lost to okc but young teams we had this point lost to cleveland early in the season and that's what they do they get surprising wins somewhere down the line so i mean i know unfortunately ain't nothing you can do about that just move on learn your lessons but um Honestly, I don't even like I don't even like giving a player of the week, Grizz of the week, player of the week. You don't want to lose a record. Right. <laughs> so that's I mean, we gotta highlight somebody who's played well despite Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's do a participation trophy this week. <laughs> the what? A participation the, participation, the, the Grizz participation of, of the week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, they, they do it on TV. They give a player of the game to a Grizz player. Hey, what's going on, so That's we right. got it. Yes, sir. We got it. Ball out. All right. Um, give me um, – I don't know how – because I was in and out of the game today. I don't know how Dylan Brooks fared on defense today, but he shut down Brad DeBeal and uh, Jamal Murray. So, that's my player of the week this week. Um, he, he literally locked him up. I don't care what he did on offense, as I still see complaining on Twitter. He only took 
like 10 shots against uh Washington. Last two games, he went off and took 20 and I think 18 today. But defense, he's there. He's going to always give L for energy. Give me Dylan Brooks. Literally took the exact words out of my mouth. Uh, Grizz, for me, Grizz, week, uh, Grizz start of the week for me is Dylan Brooks. Uh, he may not be consistent on offense. He may give you three or four plays. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Which makes you not a fan of him. But Jesus Christ, I, the, the defensive performance that he's put on over the past week or two, and especially what he's done against Bradley Bill the past two games, has been a thing to watch. I think if you're a coach and you want to teach defense, Sheedy, you put on that tape of, of Dylan Brooks. He's locked down Dylan Brooks. He's locked down, he's locked down Jamal Murray. And like I said, he ain't giving you the offensive numbers that you may be looking for, but he's definitely giving you, giving you really great defense. And in my opinion, is a huge reason to why some of these games can either be blowout for the other team or the Grizzlies are right there in it, and it's because of his defense. Oh man, I appreciate y'all uh, with this with all this Dylan Brooks love. I was <laughs> maybe I had to try to convince y'all to, to get a stock in at least a grain of sand on Dylan Brooks Island, man. Hey, it's, it's, it's open. We still, but I'm actually gonna go a different route since uh, you guys went with Dylan Brooks. Uh, my real starter week is actually gonna be Brandon Clark, um, who uh, this week not much in the scoring category. Um, except for the game, if I'm not mistaken, against Denver, in which he had 20. Um, but just his presence on the floor and being able to um, be effective on both ends of the floor. Um, thinking the Washington game didn't really score much, but he had 10 rebounds. Uh, the game we just got to watch from Oklahoma City, 10.6 rebounds, a couple of blocks, just him being active on the defensive end and then looking – picking his spots on when he can attack and get his uh, shot off. And, of course, that's usually money when he gets in the lane and he's shooting the floater. His is almost as money as Tyus Jones. Uh, so for my grid start of the week, I'm going with BC. I, I'm i all for the Dylan Brooks um, stock um, for what he's done defensively. Like I said, you guys talked about um, shutting down Bradley Bill, an all-star. Jamal Murray, who becomes an all-bubble, all-playoff all-star. Uh, when it's time. Um, but my Grizz of the week, actually, I'm going to give it to Ja. Um, and the reason why I give it to Ja is he wasn't afraid to take that shot and to go up against uh, quite possibly a uh, MVP candidate in um, the Joker um, to win the game. Um, he didn't get the call like he wanted to. Okay. Um, still averaged over 23 points, I believe. Um, in these last three games, um, and somewhere around about seven to eight assists per game, uh, and as an average, so I'm gonna give it to Ja. He realized he wasn't an all star, he's making some more adjustments. Uh, to me, becoming an all star means you close out the fourth quarter better. Um, when he's getting there, at least he's trying. Um, the ball was in his hands, as we've seen in before in the past, where there's been like three or four games or some multiple games in a row where. He was non-existent. Um, at least he's making some type of presence. So give me a job for this week. Um, I'm going to just speak for myself. I don't know if the same applies to y'all, but if I'm showing my kid any type of defensive player, I'm not showing him Dylan Brooks. That's neither here or there. Y'all can debate at another time. But um, my MVP, man, I've helped out the Grizzly Bear Blues with their article about the first half of the season. Um, and I said that this man was Mr. Consistency. Like, I've been calling him that all season. And, you know, he came back. I guess he read the article. 
Um, he put up 29 and 20 against the, uh, the Wizards, you know, and been, you know, double double for the last two, three games anyway. So, uh, Mr. Jonas Valanciunas, please give me JV, uh, Mr. Double Double himself for the start of the week. Salute. I was actually choosing between JV and Dylan for my ass, and I ended up choosing Dylan. So, um, great picks. Brandon Clark, uh, that Denver game, he came out roaring in that game. So, yeah, that's great picks. Uh, job, like you said, Sheedy. Uh, he's actually looked like an all star all star now, uh, since he tweeted out down. He's looked like one since that tweet. So, uh, salute to him <laughs> for taking that motivation. We just need you to actually. Stay like that. In order for you, in order for you to become that superstar, you got to take that next step to being consistent with that. Not just have to, you know, see some tweets to get you motivated, Skyler. And I want I don't want to say this, but that Milwaukee game right before the All Star game and that Denver game this week, Jaw has had two really crucial turnovers that yep. has cost them their game. They the one against Milwaukee was like I think he got stripped by Drew Holiday. I think. And he, I can't remember who he who he got stripped by in the Denver game. My personal opinion, and it's hindsight twenty twenty. But if he doesn't have those two turnovers, they, they win the Milwaukee game and then win the Denver. Game. Yep. And those are the other plays before the last play. Mm-hmm. If yep. <laughs> exactly. <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next topic before we get to the prediction. All right. It's March the fourteenth as we record. It'll be March the fifteenth when this episode comes out. It was March the 11th of last year when Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID-19. And the word as we know it was different since then. Uh, not only the NBA, sports, our own personal lives, we work and everything <laughs> completely. So um, really just for this, I'm going to just go into, you know, we're taking the vaccine. Everybody's getting the vaccines and everything in this, little, in this moment. Joe Biden said his goal is to get them all out by May the 1st, right? So NBA players have been kind of silent on it, taking it. They're not forcing them to have to take in everything. Um, so I just have a simple question. Do you think a player should wait to take the vaccine to have the season, or do you think they should go ahead and get them? And the only reason I ask this question is because everybody reacts differently to the vaccine, right? And who knows if you, you know, your team takes it, then they don't have a good reaction to it and, you know, all those things, all those kind of things. So it just, do you think they should, do you think players should wait to take it or should they uh, go ahead and get vaccinated as soon as possible? Coming from somebody who recently got vaccinated, well, I got my first shot of the vaccine and knowing at least almost 10 people that's gotten at least their first shot, I say get it. I haven't had any issues, of course, other than a sore arm, but I haven't come across anybody that's gotten the first shot and they've had some form of symptoms or they've had some lingering issue after the shot. My suggestion is get the shot to each its own. Um, But I think as we move forward, as we try to have some hope of um, the, the world opening up, get the shot. That's me. I'm with you on there. My only question is how frequent, and I, I this this is a question: How frequent is will the doses be between the first and second? As for as uh, if the players were to get vaccinated, uh, if the only thing is a sore arm, as Lito just said, uh, by all means go and get it. I know I've heard that side effects have included symptoms that may suggest COVID, so that could possibly be 
an issue if someone was to take the vaccine and show symptoms of that. And then just from contact tracing, another player ends up contracting the virus. Uh, so I can understand um, the hesitation there. Um, but I have to agree with uh, Scalito here. If the only thing is you're going to have is a sore arm, you're probably going to miss a week. If you can get it, go ahead and get it. To answer your question, Trevor, um, you have to wait three weeks in between the two shots. Yeah, depending okay. on what you got. It's um, Pfizer's three weeks, another one maybe four weeks or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but regardless, um, to the other part to each its own, um, no one quite knows. Like After that second dose is what I've really heard is the worst. Um, it's not the first initial shot. It's the second shot. Um, and so knowing what that is like. But also when I think about it, as we all should think about it, something happens in the NBA and all of these other sports markets where like there's this updated or upgraded type technology or health, right? So like, for instance, KD was told when he had COVID-19 right there on the spot, whereas we normal humans got to wait a day or two, right? To figure out, do I really have COVID? Okay, well, I'll just quarantine for two days until I get my results back. So I think there's a little bit of something special for them to get that done. They may, they may not have to wait through They may be able to get this done in life too. Um, but again, I also want to see what it's like for people that get that second shot. That's again, where the more of the COVID related symptoms that you talked about, Shark, um, along with just, just feeling uneasy after that second shot. First shot was great, but what's the second shot like? Um, and if that means you have to be out for a couple of days, but also it could also mean you're around your family more often, right? So you have to just choose what is best for you um, and what you want to do. If your career is so important that you can't take a few days off, then I think you need to reevaluate your career. Um, and that's for all NBA players. Y'all are making millions of dollars. You can't take a couple of days off, a couple of games off for the health and wellness of you and your family. You might not be in the right sport. Um, so anyways, that's how I feel about it. Um, again, to each his own, but just go and take the shot and take a couple of days off. We all got sick pay. Y'all probably have plenty of PTO, plenty. So if y'all talk to me personally, y'all know my honest thoughts about COVID and, you know, this whole pandemic or whatnot. Um, so I don't want, you know, my thoughts. I'm not going to share my thoughts on this platform because I don't want my thoughts to be considered, you know, inconsiderate and insensitive because people have lost loved ones to COVID. Um, but I will say that I don't want the NBA to force this vaccination on players. And I just simply, you know what I'm saying, leave it at that. Um, like I say, y'all know personally how I feel about it. But if the NBA was to mandate the vaccine, that's when I have a problem. And I think that's when y'all see, you know, a whole different answer um, for me on this topic. Respect, respect. Definitely respect it. Um, I think my answer is kind of the same. It's uh, a little bit of all y'all's answers. Uh, too, I, don't, I do agree with the NBA. They're, they're not forcing them so far, and I don't think they should because and it goes back to Chief's point. I think it's to each his own. It's your personal decision. I know it's coming around to the crunch time of the season with the playoffs on the line and stuff, so players probably not going to be willing to take their risks to Chief's point unless you're on a bad team that's not making it right. So to exactly what it is, to each his own and to Scotland and Trevor's point, I haven't taken it myself yet, uh, but I do think, like, sooner you take it, man, sooner we can get back to normal, right? And the season doesn't officially end until like July. So that's a long time just to be like, man, that's, and of course, that's just the last two teams remaining. So all the other teams, maybe their season end, they get it. So to like go back to really cheat this point, my answer is true to what his answer was to each his own. Um, 
but it's just their choice. And only reason I even just asked this question was because of the time, so the vaccine around and I wanted to relate it more to the NBA for this uh podcast discussion today. So no, it was a good one, bro. Like really COVID yeah. really took over the mind of people once the NBA shut down. You know, mm-hmm. I remember working at Oasis that night when uh the Mavericks were playing and watching the fans go back home. I'm like, yo, it's getting serious out here, I guess. <laughs> and then that's when everything started. We say Rudy Gobert, quote unquote, unofficially started COVID. Um, you know, so the NBA really had its imprint on, you know, the America and COVID. So uh, it, it's a good topic. Yeah. And we was at that last game together when the Grizzlies played yeah. the magic I think the night before, or two nights before. And I remember the mm-hmm. whole talk was like that may be the last game fans could come to. Then it turned two days later. So yeah, it was very hard time, but Slow to come up out of it. So, last topic. Weekly prediction. The Grizzlies play the Suns. Um, the recording comes out Monday, so on the night of this recording, they at, at Phoenix. Uh, then they play yes, the Heat. Sir. And they play the Warriors back-to-back Friday and Saturday, which I finally go to my first Chris game and it, since the Orlando game. Uh, I go Friday. Uh, fiance is a huge Steph fan, so take her to go see him. So, What's the record for this week? I'm going to cover my eyes as I say this. <laughs> two and two. Don't ask me what two games they win. Don't ask me what two games they lose. I have no idea. I'm really trying to be optimistic. Two and two. Don't ask me any questions. Thank you. I really hope I'm wrong here. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going one and three. <laughs> and, I think, difficult. and I think the one I don't even know which one is gonna be the one. I know I know for sure it won't be it won't be tomorrow. Phoenix is, yeah, is playing tomorrow. Phoenix has played lights out lately. They're they're not beating Phoenix tomorrow. Miami, I think last time last time I checked, Miami has won I think nine of the last ten, ten of their last eleven. I can't see that one either. So this home and this home and home against the Warriors is the only way I could possibly see a win, and they could possibly lose both of those too. So I'll, I'm going one. <laughs> well, listen, let's go ahead and get some of that stock of Dylan Brooks for those back-to-back um, games. Got you. Um, so I, <laughs> Lord Jesus, uh, give it to me. Uh, oh, for sure. Aren't going to bounce back after that SGA and Friends uh, production. Um, <laughs> and Friends. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I agree. CP3 and, and Booker got them, got Sons and Monty Williams uh, got them at a, a different level right now that the Warriors, that the Warriors, excuse me, that the Grizzlies aren't ready for. That's a win. Miami Heat, that's a win uh, for the Heat. Uh, we heat a win for the Suns. And they got to take at least one of these from the Warriors. And if Dylan Brooks ain't locking up Steph Curry from the moment he arrives at FedEx Forum um, to the moment he leaves and his hotel where he's peeing at, all of that, um, then it's going to be an 0 4 week. Um, so I'm going to be gracious, gracious, and give us one and three this week. Of course, I hope I'm wrong. As always, I hope I'm wrong, Sheedy, but I see one and three, and, and, and it could get uglier to 0 and 4. Quick. I guess I got to be the real one here, guys. No, in all seriousness, um, I'm actually nine times out of ten going to be at that Phoenix game. 
so I'm not sure if I'll be, you know, the motivation for a team like a Spike Lee would to a Knicks or if I'll be like, you know, <laughs> or somebody small, you know what I'm saying, like Drake to to to, to Raptors or something like somebody that I don't like. But I will be definitely annoying. And I think that my presence will give the Grizz the energy and the effort and the beautiful face in the crowd for them to get this win. So I'm going to go win there. I know Devin Booker and Chris Paul is in ball. And trust me, I know. But I think my presence will bless them with the energy to win. The other games, the Heat, hey, man. <laughs> You're talking about energy and effort. The Heat and the Warriors are two teams that definitely play with the energy and effort. I don't see us being the Heat, and I don't see us being the Warriors either time. So give us one and three. Only because my presence is going to allow us to beat us, uh, to beat the Suns. The only way that I see a possible two and two, again, without Dylan Dylan Mursi's guard, Steph Curry, from the time he laces up his shoes to the time he's he is butt naked, but a possible two and two, a possible two and two would be a Justice Winslow revenge game. That that's that's all I can see happening against Miami. Somehow, some way, he goes off and, and scores 30 and, 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 I don't know, 30 and, and 11. It's not really up for him. It's not really up for debate. I'm sure there's plenty of people that can guard Justice Winslow for the Heat. That man said 38. I would love to see that one. No, 30 and 8. 30 and 8. Oh, 30 and 8. 30 points, 8 rebounds. I would still love to see the 38. I would still love to see the 38. I hear you. He didn't do it in Miami. I'm with you. He may um, give you 38 minutes. All I got to say is, like, I, I think it'll be a close game, but I think it definitely would have been a blowaway as far as the seed game goes. My limbs would have played. So I just want to throw that out there. I'm happy. Get, my wah, wah. You know? he, might, he might get 38 combined points, rebounds, and assists <laughs> and minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shout out to Justice, man. He's been playing some good defense, though. Um, yeah. Man, give me – I said the Grizz is our 500 team. That's four games, two and two. They're going to beat the Warriors one of them two times, back-to-back nights. Uh, Steph, who else? Uh, y'all name Steph. Name me another Warriors player. Draymond. Kelly Oubre Jr., how dare you? James Wiseman, okay. who's back in the lineup. James Wiseman. Steve needs to give him minutes now. Draymond so. Green, Kabon Looney. Yeah, give me the Grizzlies in one of those games. Give me the Grizzlies in one of those games. Um, that's, that's, like, that's really – when you really look at it from the standing standpoint, I think we all have the Grizzlies at least with two losses. And they're two games out from being out of the playoffs. Like, OKC is on their tail. New Orleans yeah. is on their tail. Like, they're both, like, two and two and a half games back for that last spot for the play-in. So, all of us had them in at least two losses. Like, this could be very bad if there are playoff implications for the Grizzlies. Trust me. Okay, see, in that lineup, they may have beat the Grizzlies. They're not beat the many teams in that lineup. Yeah. New Orleans <laughs> don't do well against anybody outside of Memphis. So, Memphis might be a problem. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. For the time being. For the time being. For the time. First off, don't disrespect Casino Anderson like that. Second of all, they beating the Jazz right now, who are the number one team in the league at halftime. So, like, and they're coming off like a four game losing streak as well. So give me the Grizzlies in one of those two games. All right. <laughs> and the, the other one, give me uh one of the two. They're going to win one and two. I ain't, I ain't about to say which one. They're going to win one and two against Miami or Phoenix. One and two. I'm not about to predict. Two and two. Don't play Miami then since you bad. Oh, go on and beat Miami. True. Two and two. <laughs> two and two. 
You be too here too. All right. Another fun episode. <laughs> and remember, follow me. I should be back on Twitter about this time. <laughs> follow me for P Shark. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm adding this guy's got later. I'm smelling candy yams right now. So excuse me. What's up, man? You're hungry, ain't it? <laughs> anyway, I'm at the Auto Trevor. Hopefully, I'm back on Twitter. And if I am, I'm going to tweet Memphis again. So, and if I get kicked off this time, I'm going to kill like an idiot. So, it's like coming out of jail and doing dumb stuff to get right back locked up. What kind of sense that makes, Trevor? Hey, no. I'm, a, I'm appealing. I'm appealing because you can appeal being suspended. So, hey, yeah. What's I'm off I, tomorrow? <laughs> I'm tweeting Memphis again, and if I'm suspended, I'm appealing it. So, hey, I will be all right if I'm not on Twitter. It's cool. And plus, I can I can tweet watch from uh, the starting five and let's be real account. So, we good. Exactly. Y'all can also use my Twitter account because I clearly don't be tweeting enough. Uh, but it's really shitty. Um, I guess I'm, I want to tweet Memphis now, but I actually don't want to lose my account because I don't remember my password. So. Um, it's really should be whenever you Stay secure, man. I would say follow me on Twitter, but I ain't I can't tweet now for the next what eleven hours now. So you should be I mean, you should be on by time. You'll be on by time to get broken up. You'll be on by time to get broken up. Look, I don't yeah. I don't want I, I'm sure we got a lot of young listeners. Don't be an idiot like Trevor. If you go to jail, don't do the same thing that you went to jail for your kids, okay? <laughs> I mean, yes, in that aspect, but in this aspect, I actually have a case. So, yes, just for the sake of it, that's going to be my very first tweet once I'm able to get my case. We're going to have Twitter, Lord. Yeah. God damn. Oh, man. All right. Um, remember, follow us. The non suspended account, the starting five and number five. There you, you know, go. There you go. Follow us on there. <laughs> Don't Shout out the rest. Also, follow Grizzly Bear Blues SBN. Grizzlies, they are not suspended either. Although 3D account did suspended as well. Uh, Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, this is getting out of hand. Oh, man. <laughs> but you can listen to the other podcast. 3D should be back on Twitter by the time the podcast come out on Tuesday. Core 4 on Wednesday and GBB Live on Thursday. But the next time folks <laughs> both agree. Agree. Okay. Okay. Okay.